Hey guys, before this week's Wizware podcast, we'd like to remind you that we got some of the best deals on HJC and Joe Rocket gear anywhere. Currently, at checkout, you can use the coupon code POD10, that's POD10, at the checkout, and you'll get a great discount on all your gear. No more of those $1 beat the guy by $1. We beat them by way more than that. So give us a call, give us a text, and we love to search back inventory and make packages to help you save even more. So thanks a lot, guys, and now on to our podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Wizware podcast on changing a tubeless motorcycle tire. Now, you may ask, why change the tire yourself? Well, there might be there's several reasons. Like, maybe you like doing things yourself. I know some people that are pretty picky about their bikes, and they like to do things and make sure they're a certain way. Um, you're probably taking off the tire anyway to take it to your local dealer so that they can work on your and change your tire. Um, so you're doing two-thirds of the work anyway. Why not just that extra third? Um, third, you might like the options that it gives you with online tire selection. Um, you may be able to get a better price. And you might be able to find the type and availability that you're looking for. Uh, I've, I've had it in the past where I was looking for a specific tire and none of my local dealers had it. The tire was still made, um, and uh, when I got it online, it was, it was under a year old, uh, which you want to stay within that three-year uh, manufacture date to keep the rubber nice and rubbery. Um, and so, basically, the online option um, was the way to go for me. So, that put me into, I needed to change it myself. Uh, now, there are some other reasons here why you w- might not want to change it yourself. You might like to go to the dealer and just you know talk about new tires and new technology, and uh, and you might and there are tire manufacturer deals that will basically like in like in case of Dunlop and stuff like that, they'll pay for your installation as long as you have the installation done at the shop. So you can. I've uh, like in case of Dunlop, I've seen where they'll have a visa card where if you have the work done in the shop, they'll give you a fifty dollar credit on the visa. You do two tires, that's a hundred dollars. So, um, so yeah, manufacturers do have deals, and you need to look at look out for those and just you know make your best decision on that's right for you. But but changing your own tire definitely gives you options. It gives you the ability to kind of price shop and type shop, and it gives you availability. And you know tires aren't a long ways out nowadays with shipping. You know, you can order um, a, a tire on Monday and have it by Wednesday um, or Thursday, depending on, you know, availability. And you can call for availability on, on places like on places like this. Um, so what are the costs of doing it yourself? There's going to be a, a few things that you're going to need to do. Um, and, you know, maybe you want to split the cost with a friend because, you, you know, you may, you're not going to need it every day. But when you need it, you need it. Um, you'll need a tire balancer. You need wheel weights. You'll need tire irons with bead breakers. You'll need rim protectors and a valve stem remover. All said and done with tax, it totals at about two hundred and eight dollars. So it's not cheap, but at the same time, it gives you options on getting the ty- specific tire you want, and it lets you shop prices um, and and kind of you know make an informed decision that way. Um, and, you know, what are 
the typical shop cost to change a tire usually be about thirty to fifty bucks, um, and so you have um, that to kind of look forward to. So you're talking in the neighborhood somewhere around four tire changes to make your money back. But if you're getting a tire at a better deal and the exact tire you want, you know that two hundred bucks really is well worth it, right? Because you're going to make it back plus get what you want. Um, so let's say you've decided to change the tire yourself. The first thing I'm going to suggest you do um, before taking the rear tire off is to take a picture of the tire. Take a picture of your whole rear um, brake system and your tire spindle so that when you go to put it back together, you know exactly what goes where. And if you have questions, you can reference your, your pictures or your video. Um, I'm going to say you also get a zip tie because your rear brake is going to want to fall as soon as you pull that rear tire out. So zip tie it up there so that it doesn't fall and tug on your brake line. One of the things I like to do when I remove, especially my rear rear, rear wheel, is um, I like to use chocks in front of and behind that rear wheel. Um, and what that allows me to do is get the, basically, as I pull that, that spindle, that axle spindle out, I can keep basically a hand free and zip tie my back caliper in place and also get the chain off without that tire moving a whole lot. And I can rock it forward and back to kind of loosen the, the chain and, and pull that off. So the wheel chocks really do help in that, that situation, you know, because sometimes you need almost an extra hand, especially when that brake wants to fall out. It doesn't some of them don't go in that easy either. Um, now, if you don't have a center stand, you're going to need some sort of stand. Um, you can use like a front stand, a rear stand, you know, um, like by Pitbull or whatever. Um, I personally use an ABBA stand, which is in the center. And it's a very steady, um, well-made stand. And it, it holds lots of bikes, uh, lots of different types of bikes. And you can get it so that it holds, you know, any type of bike. You know, um, but in my case, a, this one situation works on a lot of different bikes, but you can also get them for the more, um, you know, like the Ducatis and stuff like that. Um, but very solid. You don't have to worry about your bike accidentally, like moving forward and falling off the stand or anything. It's just solid. It suspends your bike completely in midair if you want. Um, and I, I highly recommend it. Um, so now that the tire's off the bike, um, remove the valve stem. That's one of the first things you want to do. It comes right out. Just make sure that it's a very it's very small, and so is the valve stem remover. Put them in a place where you're going to remember, um, and that they're not going to get stepped on or any or lost or anything like that, or dirty. Just um, keep them, you know, keep them separated and in a good spot. Then, um, with the uh, what the um, Motion Pro B breakers. Um, is what I used. They worked very well. Um, didn't even come close to scratching my, my wheels with them. Um, you start working that under the rim. And as you work it under the rim, work it in multiple locations. And uh, if you have an extra tire iron um, or a good curl bar, use it and it'll keep the, the bead that's already kind of partly broken. Um, it'll keep it from slipping back up into the bead area. And so that way, as you work around, it'll work the whole bead down and finally it'll just pop off and then you can push it off with your hands. Um, 
use Windex or some sort of slippery spray cleaner to kind of lube that up so it'll move off just a little bit easier. Um, like I said, having an extra crowbar, or in my case, I had a, a nice um, box-in wrench, nice big box-in wrench that I was able to keep that thing from moving back up into the, the, um, the bead area. And like I said, you just keep working around until it pops right down. Um, same thing on the other side. Um, you just start working the bead around and um, use a, another um, crowbar or, uh, in my case, a, a box-end wrench. Um, just slip it under that so that the bead can't pop back in. You just keep working around and the, uh, the bead breaker um, will just pop that eventually right off. You just keep working around. And the key is, you know, to um, use your knees Use that extra tire iron and and um, and use a little bit of um, the Windex or um, Purple Power to kind of keep it slippery in there. So um, now both beads are off, but they're in the center of the tire. So what you need to do is you need to move it over the outside of the tire. So pick one side of the tire and put your um, bead, your um, uh, rim protectors in place and start. You know, using the opposite side of your Motion Pro bead breakers, kind of the spoon side, pry it off the first side of the tire. Now it comes off this side of the tire pretty easy and you're able to move kind of around the tire pretty easy and you get halfway around the tire and you'll be able to pull the rest of it off. You'll feel it kind of getting loose and then just boom, pull it right off. So um, once you get the, the first side off, you do the second the same way. Um, but st this time stand the tire up and put the uh, rim protector in place and then from the inside of the wheel move you know use pry against the uh, the rim protector and keep prying off use your knee to push down on top of the tire and you'll just have to grab it in a few locations with um, the motion pro um, I guess you could say spoons um, they're on the back side of the bead breakers and it'll pop right off um, and you're halfway there so the next thing to do is obviously put the tire on the wheel now if you can have you know put that tire out in the sun to warm it up um, it'll just make working with it a little bit easier um, not totally necessary but it does make it easier especially if some tires are pretty stiff um, and when you grab your tire, see if it has a dot on it. Um, this dot will indicate the lightest spot on the tire. Okay, um, and then in some cases you'll have a spot, you know, like a little dot, also on the wheel, indicating the heaviest spot. And if you don't have a heaviest spot, one you can either balance it to find the heaviest spot, or you can just line it up with the valve stem, which is usually considered to be the heaviest spot of the wheel, but that's not always true. So if you have a spot, use it. Um, now some wheels, excuse me, some um, tires, um, like the Michelins, they often don't have a dot, and sometimes people take them off. Um, so if it doesn't have a dot, you're just going to have to put that tire on. Um, and um, a lot of times, like with the Michelins, they don't put a dot on them because they're considered 
basically perfect and they don't have a light spot. Um, and so don't worry too much if, if you can't find that spot, just have to put it on. Um, so the next thing you need to do or line up is the arrow. It's the direction of rotation. So um, you want to check and double check this to make sure you're putting the tire on right because you don't want to have to go in and take the whole tire off and you know basically turn it around. Um, so just match the tire up and like I said there'll be an arrow on it and I have a direction of travel. Just match it up with the direction of travel of your motorcycle and it'll be ready to go. So putting the tire back on you simply lube the bead up just enough to keep it slippery um, and then you use your bead protectors and your tire irons to slip the first side back on and usually it goes on pretty easy. Now recheck that the tire rotation arrow is in the proper direction of the wheel spin and just to make sure. Now getting the second bead on is a little tougher and this is where the extra rim shield and extra tire iron come in real handy. With the tire laying down, walk the tire over the bead with your knees um, and you'll eventually come to a point where the tire is too tight to go over the bead. Now, put the bead protectors on the right and left, which will be about at 10 and 2 o'clock, um, and help the tire over the bead with the tire irons. Now, this is, like I said, where the extra tire iron and um, rim protector come are handy. Um, if you don't have one, just keep walking the tire over the bead in just small increments. Every little bit will help, and it will eventually pop over. Um, and use just a little bit of lubrication um, so that it slips a little easier. Um, every little bit counts, every quarter inch counts, and it will eventually get easier. If you have that third tire iron with the, the third um, rim protector, um, that will speed things up a lot because a lot of times those rim protectors will get stuck um, and you can't pull them out until the tire is completely on. So now you just add your valve stem back in and you're ready to um, set the bead, which is pretty darn easy. Um, just loop the tire up just a little bit um, and make sure that it's just a little wet in the wheel just a little lubed up, not too much, because um, you want it, you don't want it over lubed. Um, and then just blow it up with your air compressor. Now, there will be two distinct pops, one from the right and one from the left. Sometimes there's little pops in between, but there will be definitely two big pops that will set that bead in place, one right and one left. And usually it happens around 20 PSI. Um, and like I said, sometimes there's a little popping in between. You will definitely know when you hear that bead go home. Um, so, there you have it. We're on to the balancing. Balancing doesn't usually take too long. Um, just put your tire on, on, the on your balancer. Like, I got a Bike Masters um, balancer. Um, very well made. I was very impressed how heavy it is. Um, how stout it is. It's got a little balance on it um, or a level indicator. Uh, so you can look at other ones out there, but this one definitely has a lot of options to it and it's one you, it will just work forever. Um, so you put your tire on your balancer and you rotate your tire just a little bit, give it a little bit of a spin 
and it will eventually settle out to a he the heaviest spot at 6 o'clock and of course the lightest spot at 12 o'clock. So we mark that 12 o'clock position and turn it to the and then turn it to the 9 o'clock position. And what will happen is that light position will want to rotate back to the 12 o'clock position. All you do is you just add weights to that light spot until it stops rising. Now, if it starts sinking when you turn it to that 9 o'clock position after you've added weights, then, it's, then you've added too much weight. And it's just that simple. So um, keep rotating it to that 9 o'clock position. Um, I mean, you do just the opposite and rotate it to the 3 o'clock position. And when the wheel does not spin anymore, then it's balanced. Now, if, um, if you can't get it perfectly balanced, like if it's in between a weight, then it's better to add just a little less rather than just a little more. It, it'll be unbalanced in both issues, and it is better to have it a little unbalanced rather than a little overbalanced, I guess you could say. And once this tire is balanced, you should be able to spin it just basically in any position or push it, rotate it to any position, it should just stay. So how much time? So um, this is what you can kind of expect as far as time. Um, getting the old tire off the wheel, about 30 minutes for your first time. There's going to be tools that you want um, that you're going to stop and you're going to go get. The next time you're going to know you need this tool and you're going to kind of know what to expect as far as it popping, wanting to pop back on and you'll probably be a little more aggressive with it. So I would say about 30 minutes the first time. Getting the new tire back on a little faster, 15 to 20 minutes the first time. The second time, especially if you throw in a few of those extra rim protectors um, and uh, you know tire iron type of deals, you're going to pop that thing on pretty darn fast. Um, balancing the tire, yeah, it takes about 15 minutes the first time. Um, you know, little trial and error and just not knowing what to expect. Um, so 15 minutes the first time. Now, I would say that after you know what to expect, you're going to bust this tire out um, in 20 to 30 minutes, um, which is actually a lot faster, like in my case, than going to the local dealer and taking it in and buying it and um, and then, you know, waiting for the guy to do it and coming back. So um, 20 to 30 minutes is going to be a, a pretty good time if, if you're, you know, if you're hopping there. Um, now, some other important things to, to know um, is that, uh, you know, know your torque um, for your axle spindle. Um, so when you put it back on, you know what your torque specs are. Um, you know, use those wheel chocks like I, I talked about before. Um, and if it's your first time removing the tire, or even second time, you know, take a picture so you know what's back there. You know where that brake goes. You know what goes where. Um, there's no questions, right? You don't have to worry about it at all. Um, also, make sure you pump that back brake before you take your bike out. Make sure that, uh, you know, that brake is pumped back up because sometimes they, you know, as you play with them, they get a little bit loose um, and they need a, a couple pumps to get that pressure built back up. So, um, and you don't want that happening on the road. 
So, uh, you know, um, it's also a good time, you know, if you want to change your brakes out um, and re-lube your back bearings, it's a great time to, you know, while you have your wheel off to um, basically, uh, you know, do some maintenance back there, make sure it's clean, make sure things are working properly. Uh, it's just, a, you know, probably take you longer to do that than actually change your tire. So, just wanted to run down this thing with you. It's not a tough process at all, um, and it's one well worth learning. Um, and, uh, you know, you can have fun doing it. So, until next time, you know, keep the rubber side down, whiz wear out.